Well, if one of your favorite instruments was not up on the platform today, feel free to write a letter to Dan Hickman at 7221 Jefferson Avenue. Well, that was awesome. I want to thank you guys so much for the songs and it is a it is a good thing that we have a a God who is so glorious in so many multifaceted ways that the worship can be quiet and 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 somber and worship can be loud and bolsterous and and everything in between because we have a God who is worthy of all praise and honor in all circumstances. So we are continuing our, our series, kind of walking through the, the mission and some precepts for our church here. And we come to this subject of, of hospitality, of, of, of being a welcoming church, right? Our mission is that we want to enjoy and glorify God, embrace his word, engage his world, led by the spirit everyone welcomes. That's what we're focused on today. Plugs in and reaches out. Which got me thinking, every church I've ever been part of or have some sort of connection with, maybe I have a friend that goes there or, or uh, just know uh, the ministry there, every church that I know of considers itself to be warm, welcoming, and hospitable. I have never gone to a church or talked to someone from a church who has said, you know, our church is very clicky, we're closed off, we work really hard to be offensive to any visitor that comes in. Those outside of the church, we don't even think about those people. They can stay out there. We're fine in here. I've, I've never heard that. I do recall one time, not at this church, just want to note that, at a previous church, my wife and I, for some reason, we have a, a tendency to kind of sit on this side of whatever church we go to. And after a while, we were at another church and we said, hey, let's sit on the other side. So we came over to here, and I thought about doing this today just to see if anyone would say anything, but we sat over here, and people we knew looked at us like, why are you over here? You sit over there. And I was like, okay, right? Like, we, we, we kind of, we have our circles. We, we run in our areas, and, and, and I don't think they were probably, I think, we're being you know, facetious and joking around there, but maybe they were like, go away. Um, but this morning, we turn our attention here to hospitality, to a lifestyle that is, is welcoming, it's open, it's hospitable to others, and it's actually called to be a mark of the Christian life. I think it's a, a mark of the life that we often don't talk about. We spend a lot of time talking about prayer. We spend a lot of time about, about uh, you know, reading the scriptures or, or doing some other things. But this topic is often just kind of glazed over or not even discussed at all. So I encourage you, if you have a Bible, to open up to Romans 12. And, and as you're doing that, I'm going to pray for us. And then we'll jump into the text here. Lord God. We thank you because you are a hospitable God. You met us where we were at to draw us into yourself. You spent extravagantly so that those who are foreigners, those who are strangers, those who are enemies could call you father. And be drawn into your family. 
But I ask as we look at this text this morning, and as we consider what this is, this mark of the Christian life, that you would help us to, to find conviction, but more importantly, a stirring excitement to manifest a character of our God and King. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Romans chapter 12, we're going to be looking at verses 9 through 13. 13 in particular is going to kind of be the key verse here. Paul writes to the Roman church starting verse 9 of, of chapter 12. Let love be genuine. Abhor what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Do not be slothful in zeal. Be fervent in the spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints. And seek to show hospitality. So today we turn to hospitality Hospitality is a duty that demands persistence and pleasure. Hospitality is a duty. It's something we are commanded to do, but it demands persistence and pleasure. Paul writes here, and he uses this Greek word, dioko, which the ESV translates seek, but it means to pursue, to strive after. It's not a momentary thing. It's, it's not an occasional event. Hospitality, persistent, continual, moving, opening, being welcoming is a mark of the Christian life. It's a duty. It demands openness. It demands generosity. It takes work. If you are hospitable twice a year, you are not being diligent in this duty. In fact, in Acts 2, we read of the hospitality of the early church. They, they were meeting together in one another's homes. They were sharing the burdens of each other, right? If you had a need, a brother or sister would help meet that need. And then they were gathering daily in one another's house to encourage one another, to study the, 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 the teachings of, of, of the apostles. It was important for them to get together. funny because it also points out in Acts chapter 2 that they did it with glad and generous hearts. The church is to be persistent in this pursuit, but it is also to have pleasure. Pleasure in hospitality. If you have a, a Bible, flip over to 1 Peter chapter 4. Here's, you get to see a little bit more of this, this call for, for pleasure in the act of being hospitable. First Peter chapter 4, verses 8 and 9 says this. Above all, keep loving one another earnestly, since love covers a multitude of sins. Verse 9, show hospitality to one another without grumbling. The fact is, is in this verse here, the word show isn't actually even in the Greek translation. It just says kind of literally hospitality another without grumbling, without muttering, without 
complaining. There should be joy in our love for one another that in our opening and welcoming lives, there's not grumbling as we seek to be hospitable and serve others. Have you ever been in one of those situations? Someone invites you over maybe to their house or, or I don't know, to their yard for a barbecue or something like that. And the entire time they're kind of grumbling and muttering under their breath. And you like look maybe at the other person. They're like, do they even want us here? Why did they invite us? They don't seem like, do you want us to leave? Would that be easier for you? Hospitality is not a legalistic command. It's not to be done begrudgingly, but it is a command and it's to be done with joy. When you walk into a home and the smile on the host's face, like you, you, you automatically feel warmed. When, when you walk into a church and, and someone is there to, to greet you and, and to ask you, how's your day? Or, hey, do you need help with anything? There's something there that draws us more and more in. And I know, I know that someone in their mind is already thinking, well, I don't have the spiritual gift of hospitality to which I want to say, it doesn't matter. It's a command. Some of you don't have the spiritual gift of teaching. But does that not mean that you don't teach your child how to read the Bible or or who the Lord is or or what the gospel is? Some of you are not gifted as drivers. You're not a race car driver, right? You don't have those split second reflexes. and, And some of you don't even know the rules of the law of the road here. This has happened to me numerous times since moving here. There's a car already at the intersection. Why are you waving me on before I get there? You were there first. Get out of the way. But you still drive, don't you? You might not have the gift of hospitality, but you have been called to be hospitable. Yes, someone with that gift, maybe it comes a little more naturally. But God isn't saying just because it's not natural to you, it means you can ignore it. You should manifest it and do it in a way that is joyful. Because hospitality void of a willing pleasure is not hospitality. It's a duty. It requires work and diligence. But the more we seek after it, the more we seek to manifest this attribute or this character of God, we become more pleasant in the process of being hospitable to others. It's not a natural thing. It's so easy for hospitality to go by the wayside. Because the reality is we are all sinners, right? In our innate, sinful, natural state, we are inward focused, right? We, we are about our comfort, our desires, our passion, our ease. We're very inward focused, that's just who we are. That's why it's so easy not to be hospitable to others. That's why it's, it's so easy to not be welcoming. We, we are about ourselves. We are about our time. We are about our ease. And that is who we are. That's who you are. It's easy for it to fall by the wayside. Hospitality is not natural. Self-centered living is. Being open, having a life that's open, that's welcoming, that, that's, that's willing to you know, be 
kind of shuffled up and, and, and things not happening necessarily always the way we want it to be, those things actually push against the sin nature in us. This is why hospitality is a good thing. Brothers, sisters, if there's no room in your life for other people, hospitality will not manifest in your life. If you have no room, it's not going to show up. So it's this duty, this command, it requires persistence. It should be done joyfully. But but why do it? Why be diligent? Why be hospitable? Why open up our lives? Why open up our homes? Because hospitality connects with the glory of God. We want to be hospitable because there's something in that act of hospitality that connects to the glory of God. And if you are a follower of Christ, you are about the glory of God in all things. We enjoy and glorify God. That's how this whole mission starts. I pray that Midland Free would be persistent in showing hospitality without grumbling Because it glorifies God and we worship a God who is hospitable to us. Why? Why show hospitality? We're going to look at a a couple more verses. We've already addressed some of those. but, But flip over to Leviticus chapter 19. Leviticus 19. And starting verse 33. God is... Speaking through Moses, he, he's calling them, he's reminding them of some things, but he also gives here this, this glorious picture of why, why we want to be hospitable. Leviticus 19, starting verse 33. When a stranger sojourns with you in the land, you shall not do to him wrong. Right? Verse 34. You shall treat the stranger who sojourns with you as a native among you. Treat them like one of you. And you shall love him as yourself. For you were strangers in the land of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. Why was Israel to be hospitable to sojourners or to strangers in the land? Because I am the Lord your God. And you might say, well, I don't understand the connection there. I am the Lord your God kind of is like code, right? It's, it's God's way of saying, when you, Israel, when you were a foreigner, when you were a stranger, when you were in a strange land, I opened up myself to you. You had a need. You called out to me. I came. I aided you. When you were wandering in the wilderness, I provided for you. I gave you shelter. I protected you. I brought you into a land A home. I made you safe and secure. God is saying, I am the Lord your God. That's his way of saying, I'm hospitable God. You should treat strangers and sojourners and foreigners this way because I am the Lord your God, which reminds them of what he has done for him. God shows hospitality because it glorifies his name. If you flip over to Ezekiel chapter 20 and verses 8 and 9, he is listing through these things, which doesn't start off very well. He's, again, the prophet Ezekiel is, is talking to the nation of Israel, and he starts out by saying this, but they, meaning you, Israel, rebelled against me. 
were not willing to listen to me. None of them cast away the detestable things their eyes feasted on, nor did they forsake the idols of Egypt. And notice the quote here, God speaking. Then I said, I will pour out my wrath upon them and spend my anger against them in the midst of the land of Egypt. But I acted for the sake of my name, that it should not be profaned in the sight of the nation amongst whom they lived, in whose sight I made myself known to them in bringing them, Israel, out of the land of Egypt. God is saying here, these rebellious people don't deserve what I did. They were, they were doing what was right in their own eyes. They were producing and, and, and following after false gods. They were continuing in their sinful ways. They did nothing that deserves grace, nothing that deserves hospitality, but wrath and justice is what they deserve, but for the sake of my name, I show grace to them. For the sake of my name, I was merciful for them. For the sake of my name, I cared for them. Brothers and sisters, grace is the hospitality of the Lord God. The grace of God is his hospitality. And if you don't think so, here we go, New Testament, right? Flip over to Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2. Listen to these words. This is amazing to me. Ephesians chapter 2, starting in verse 1. Right? This is the New Testament, but here's some of the echo of the Old Testament here. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1, and you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. But God, being rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised us up with him and seats us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming age he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith. It's not a work of your own doing. It's a gift of God, not a result of work, so that no one may boast. Jump down here to verse 12. Remember that you were at a time separated from Christ, alienated from the commonwealth of Israel, and strangers to the covenant of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ, for he himself is our peace who has made us both one and has broken down in his flesh the dividing wall of hostility by abolishing the law of the commandments expressed in the ordinances that he might create in himself one new man in place of the two, Jew, Gentile, Jew, Greek, however you want to describe that, becoming one, making peace, and might reconcile us both to God in one body through the cross, thereby killing the hostility. One more verse. Verse 19. So then... 
You are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. Grace is the hospitality of God because God pours out his grace to draw us in. He has forgiven you so that you could be brought to him. He sends Christ so that the people who would be warring against each other, having no fellowship with one another, could set aside hostility. Why? Because of the immeasurable grace that has already been shown to them, that enemies become brothers and sisters, that enemies become family. That's hospitality. Grace is all about the glory of God. God's hospitable grace changes us we are open we are welcoming we see needs and we fill them we become family and that glorifies God when you open your lives and your homes with welcoming hospitality you get to display some of the glorious hospitable character of God and guess what that does it glorifies him If you think back to the supreme act of hospitality, all of it was done for the glory of God. What was the supreme act of hospitality? God sends his son to die on behalf of rebellious sinners, me, you, all people who ever had life breathed into their lungs. We do not deserve to be reunited with God, but God acts proactively persistently with pleasure why because through his son he hopes to draw all to him we were once a stranger we were once aliens we were once wandering around in the wilderness of sin and destruction but in Christ Jesus we saw the gracious hospitality of God and we saw it as beautiful and we were changed we are given a new identity we are called sons daughters we are given a family we are given a home we are given the personal presence of God that's hospitality Why would God be so extravagant in showing hospitality to undeserving sinners like us? Ephesians 1, 6 gives us the answer because it's to the praise of his glorious grace. We are not called to be hospitable because it's the morally correct thing to do. We are not called to be hospitable because it's the morally correct thing to do. We are called to be hospitable because it glorifies God. Because you can do the morally thing and not have pleasure. You can do the morally right thing and have no joy. But if you do it for the glory of God, joy and pleasure naturally flow out. Hospitality glorifies God. Therefore, we, church, Let us be practicing persistent, joyful hospitality. Let us practice persistent, joyful hospitality. You might say, how? I'm not a very hospitable person. How do I grow in this? Well, one thing you could do is look back. If you were a Christian, look back. 
Because you're going to find something there that's going to stir and produce this momentum that you will want to manifest hospitality in your life. What do I mean when I say look back? You were once a stranger. You were once not his people. But he welcomed you in. You were once an enemy, shaking your fist at him. But you received his love and care. Christian, you were once a sinner lost in the wilderness, but by his grace, he saved you. You look back and you you see the greatest treasure ever to behold, crucified on a cross, and you say, that was poured out for me. Hospitality is costly, but it will never cost you what it cost the Father. It's, it's draining, right? To be hospitable, to open up your home is physically draining. It's, it could be financially draining. It's, it's emotionally, it's, it's spiritually draining. A lot of times when people are coming to our home, there's fun, there's excitement. But, but, but when they leave, I'm done. I'm drained. But then I think again... It'd be so much easier not to open our home. But then I think again of what Christ has done. I said, if, if he was willing to lay down his life for the sake of one. Surely I should be able to lay down my own life for the sake of one. But we don't just look back. We can look to the future. We have an eager expectation. God has blessed us now. But think of what is in store for us into the future. As you wait for the day when you will enter into a deeper, fuller, hospitable union with the God of the universe, surely that should find some way of working in your life that you are more generous with the time you have. You're more generous with the finances you have. You're more generous with the things that God has blessed you with. Why? Because you're not going to take it with you and you're not going to enter into eternity and look back and say, you know, I really wish... I, I, I was more stingy with my time and not hospitable. I really wish that my old home at the end of Richard Court could be here in eternity with me because that house is so much better than the one Jesus has prepared for me. You will never say that. We need to ask ourselves, if we are called to be practicing this persistent, joyful hospitality, who are we supposed to be practicing it with? In the Romans passage, Romans 12 here, he says in verse 13, contribute to the needs of the saints and seek to show hospitality. Contribute to the needs of the saints and Seek to show hospitality. It seems like Paul is actually addressing two different groups of people here. He writes, contribute, share, take part in, partner with the needs of others, which sounds like you would have to have some sort of a hospitable, welcoming heart, one to know the people, to know what their needs are, and then to be willing to share with them. So is he saying, be hospitable to the saints and be hospitable? I think he's talking about two different groups here. We should show hospitality to brothers and sisters in the faith. 
We should be welcoming. We should be caring. We should be providing. We should be carrying the burdens of of brothers and sisters in the faith. But we should also be showing hospitality. And the Greek word here is a compound word. Philo, think of Philadelphia, city of brotherly love. So he's saying love, xena, like xenophobia, love strangers. We, the people of God, should show hospitality to brothers and sisters in the church and to strangers. Those who are outsiders. Hebrews 13, 2, do not neglect showing hospitality to strangers, for thereby some of us have entertained angels unaware. Strangers to the community of the saints is not the foreigner from another land. It's not another ethnicity, another. I mean, yeah, it's those people. But the true stranger to this community is the non-believer, whoever they are, wherever they are. Do we show hospitality to the one outside of the family of God? Whether they live around the corner or around the world. Whether they look like us or or don't. If they are a stranger in need of the Lord, we should show hospitality. Because that's exactly what God did for us. May we practice hospitality. Why? Because it's an avenue for evangelism. We live in a world that's so insulated, right? Like people are so closed off. We, 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 we're supposed to have all these connections with, with society and, and social media and all these things. But if you read any studies that continue to go up, people feel more and more lonely, more and more closed off. Surely, if we are going to have some of the most important conversations about the things of the utmost importance, the greatest place to do that would be develop bonds of friendship where a person feels welcomed into our lives, that we can share their life and they can share our life. And what do you know? They all of a sudden start to see Christ in us. They start to hear his words and his gospel truths flow from our mouth. That doesn't happen if we're always on our phones. Doesn't happen if we're not willing to open up our life to a stranger. Every person you count as your best friend was once a stranger. May we practice hospitality so that we might be the means by which the stranger experiences God's gracious hospitality. And I appreciated that Ted read from Acts 20 at the beginning of the service. Practice hospitality because it's more blessed to give than it is to receive. Let's be diligent and persistent and joyful hospitality. For God works through the act of welcoming hospitality to break us of our self-centered lives. Remember I said that at the beginning, hospitality drifts away, it fades from our focus because we are sinful, we are inward focused. So the more we work at practicing hospitality, the more generous we will be. So let us do that. Hospitality breaks down our coveted behaviors. The more we grow in hospitality, the less we fear the stranger Pursuing hospitality changes us. So let me leave you with some steps to practice hospitality. Because again, I know some of us are thinking, I'm not hospitable. I don't even know where to start. 
I really appreciated that the women's conference, they had a, a whole session here on, on hospitality. So here are some simple steps to practice hospitality. First thing I want you to know, hospitality does not equal entertainment. They are different things. Christian hospitality is not a special event. It's a lifestyle. It's not about you. It's about the person you are welcoming into your life or welcoming into the church. Let me also say this. When it comes to hospitality, you, your home, your family don't need to be perfect because people need actual, real, genuine relationships with real human beings. Hospitality is not Facebook posts. Look at how perfect my home looks. No one wants to go into those homes. I'll be honest with you. I had a friend. Her, her father is funny because her father was a pastor. First time I walked into her house, she said there was this beautiful room, white carpet, white couch, white chairs, a, a, a beautiful piano in there. She's like, we never go in that room. <laughs> I was like, the white room is off limits. That is not what we're talking about. Hospitality means we're willing to get messy with people and with the things that we have. So here are some, some pretty practical steps. Simplicity is key. Hospitality is about the other person. It's not about the meal. It's not about the stuff you might do. It's about the other person. Maybe you're thinking, I don't have time to open up my home. I don't have time to open up my life. I don't have time to be welcoming. Remember what I said earlier. If you don't have time for other people, hospitality will never show up in your life. But hospitality doesn't mean life needs to stop, right? It's like, we're so busy. Hurry up. Seven o'clock hospitality time. Someone's coming over. That's not what biblical hospitality is. Here's what I mean. My family, for example, we have a tendency to feed our family at least a couple times during the day, right? Like we have kids, they want food, we have to do it. So a couple times we feed them. And, and often all we do is we invite someone over around the same time where I have to feed my family. So you come in and, and, and you sit and you eat with us. You just do life with us. Or... We've had a home that's generally open. I would say this to all of you here. In fact, I'm saying it right now. You are all invited to my home. Not right now, because we don't have. But if, but if you happen to be driving by or, or whatever, like knock on the door. And if it's a mealtime, you're going to be fed. Now, we might have ran out of chicken, so you're going to get a bowl of cereal. But you are welcome to come into our home. There you go. The, the, the toys already been taken out, though, right? the box of cereal so you might not get that right like just live life the way that it is I, I'm going to show you three things that, that my wife did a great job at and, and this is how we show hospitality in our home right we have baskets I don't know what women in baskets their deal is but we have baskets this one's not for my home because we have five kids we need a bigger basket than this one but we had baskets or we had bins so that if someone showed up in our home and there would be toys like, I mean, scattered just everywhere, right? And, and as someone came in, all we did was just pick up stuff, not, not gently, just scooping in our arms, 
dump it in a basket, throw it out of the way. And sometimes we didn't because the people who came into our homes had kids too. Your home doesn't need to be perfect. Just get a basket to throw your stuff in that you don't want people to see, although everybody knows you have it. Get a basket. What would I serve if someone shows up? Well, popcorn is great. It takes a second to make. We have like a 700-pound bag from Costco that we've been working down. This is the fancy stuff. But like, you don't need to have an amazing meal. Oh, well, drinks and this and that. And it's like, no, it's just a pitcher of water. We're not a soda family anyway, or excuse me, pop. We're not a pop family Just water, come and sit, have a meal of popcorn. Maybe we're sitting, maybe we play a game, maybe we talk, maybe we're going to watch a movie. Just do life together. Hospitality does not have to start and end at the threshold of your home. You need to run errands. Perhaps you know someone else in the church who needs to run errands as well. Do it together. Maybe there's a, an older gentleman or an older woman in your church who, who can't get around as easy. I remember there was an older woman in our previous church. We had a giant van. We brought a little step stool because she couldn't get into the van a couple times when we go do things with her. So I got the stool because it got her up a little bit higher. And I still had to kind of like lift her up into our car. Why? Because we're just, hey, we're going to go see this concert. Do you want to come with us? We got to go to the store and buy things. You want to come with us? Bring hospitality to the other person. My home's not big enough. My apartment does not fit more than me. Go to their house. I'll be honest. Maybe it's just my family. But if you show up at my house with food, I am not closing the door on you. Come on in. Did we eat? Doesn't matter. Come on in. We can always eat again. I pray that we would be a body growing a lifestyle of welcoming hospitality. Because we worship a God who shows hospitality to us. When does God say, I don't have time for you? When does God say, not today? I'm busy. It's messy. Hospitality is messy. But so is salvation. But it's worth it, isn't it? I hope that we can grow to be a body that when, when maybe we have a big meal and, and we look at the end, remember I said it's draining, it's costly, but when I look at, at, at a sink and a counter just filled with dishes and caked on pans, I pray that we don't have frustration and we're not exhausted like, oh. Instead, I pray we look at that stuff and we say those were weapons well used for the sake of the gospel. When I'm vacuuming, after the, some of the kids come and hang out at our house, I'm not saying, oh, I'm saying, praise the Lord that they were able to come into our homes and to see the gospel being modeled and hear its truths. I pray that we would see that we can enjoy and glorify God We can embrace his word. We can engage the world being led by the spirit through welcoming hospitality here in this building, but also in our lives. Why? Because it glorifies God. Let's pray. Lord God, thank you 
for your generosity. Thank you for your gracious hospitality that when we were outsiders, when we were strangers, when we were foreigners, when we were people totally undeserving and, and we, Lord, we come and we can't pay any of it back. You show grace. You show generosity. You open up your life for the sake of those who call on your name. So I pray, Lord, Help us to be hospitable. Help us to be generous. Help us to be welcoming because we want to be more like you. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Kurt. So the reason for hospitality, the basis is just the gospel. So we're gonna sing a song that really just declares the gospel, a classic modern hymn in Christ alone. Please stand and join us as we sing that to each other and to God above. Oh, 
from the grave he rose again. And as he stands in victory, since curse has lost its grip on me, for I am his and he is mine, but with the precious So a few, few announcements before you head out. One is, if, if you want to know more about this hospitable grace of God that changes everything, I pray that you would come, come up here or down here. We'll have some elders and some care team, and they'd love to, to share with you, to talk with you. If you have something else that you just need prayer for, they're here for you as well with that. Also want to invite you, if you're newer or newish to our church, uh, following the service, if you Go out that way. We will have meet the pastors, get a chance to, to introduce yourself or in, let us introduce the pastors, leaders of a church to you. Come get a treat. Come uh, enjoy uh, a little snack there and maybe get a question answered. We'd love to meet you. So I'm inviting you. Join us over there. Even if you just want the, the snack, take it. <laughs> we want to show hospitality. So there you go. Um, if you were in this section, if you guys wouldn't mind helping to, to stack the chairs and, and, and help us with that as we uh, prep for the things this week, we really want to encourage you to do that. Thank you. And then one other thing I do have here, uh, again, this vision that we kind of have 24 in 2024, we, we believe here that if, if 24 new believers became part of our body by, by, by hearing and seeing the gospel they would radically transform our community here. And I appreciate you guys be praying for that. Think of you know, two to four people you might be willing to pray for uh, daily, regularly, be intentional, be persistent, set time aside. But also, Lord, I pray that God would give you the words when that time comes. And uh, we, if, if, if God's moving and doing something there, we wanna hear about that. 
And then part of that, again, connects with the sermon, right? Open up your home. Maybe it's your next door neighbor you're praying for. Open up your home. So I do have a quick question here. Does anybody have a birthday today? We will not sing happy birthday to you, I promise. I see a lot of pointing. Linda, all right, awesome. You receive the hospitality starter pack. <laughs> Can you... And... Uh, one, two, so now, now every time you look at that basket, you'd be like, great, now I need to open my home. <laughs> um, let me send you out again with these words. But here's one little thing I want you to think about here. As you look and hear these words of Paul from Romans 12, 9 through 13, as he's going through all of these marks, see how each one of these marks opens you up to be welcoming and hospitable. Let love be genuine. Abhorred what is evil, hold fast to what is good. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Do not be slothful in zeal. Be fervent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints. We need all of those things so that we may show hospitality to others. So let us be an open, welcoming, hospitable Group, And I have one last challenge because you can do that literally right when I walk away. And how? Say hi to someone you don't know. If you're over there, they probably sit over here. If you're over here, they probably sit over there. So let's say hi to someone you don't know. Just introduce yourself and say, hey, so glad that you could be here. Maybe invite them out or invite them over for popcorn and water. Have a blessed week, church. Oh
Flood. 